0: Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Be A Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Fuser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Let's get started. Three, one... I'm so glad you're back here and with me today. As we are coming to the end of October, I cannot believe this year is already coming to a close. I hope you're doing well, and uh, welcome to the show. Um, as I said, uh, this is Be a Warrior Podcast, or You to full Adaptive Warrior Podcast, and uh, basically me as an amputee, above knee amputee, for the last almost five years. It'll be five years in December. Um, an elected amputee, I've used my personal journey to kind of go through some things that I've dealt with uh, pretty much talking myself through some of my harder weeks right here on this podcast Um, and hopefully finding some people there out there that uh, this helps on their journey. And quite frankly, a lot of the things that we talk about, it really has to do with mindset and attitude. And so it works for everybody going through anything in life, anything that's hard. Now, last week, I talked about finding success through trials. But, you know, I think what I really wanted to hit on last week, and it really didn't come to fruition for me, was really the idea that, so you're an amputee, now what? Like, now what happens? Most people will assume and think that becoming an amputee is probably one of the hardest things you could go through because, It is literally losing a part of your body for the rest of your life and for most people it happened because of something really horrible. Whether it was a bad accident or if you're a veteran or you've had some sort of sickness like cancer that has taken it. And then there's people like me who lose their leg because of a karate accident. Um, And yeah that's where I'm at. Like 2013, karate accident. 2018, leg comes off. So it does happen. Um, It was not directly because of that karate accident. Well, I guess it was, but it was really indirectly because of all the surgeries to fix the karate accident. That took my leg and my, um, at that point, my joy for living because there wasn't anything I could do. I literally was in physical therapy and bed and Barely doing the bare minimum as a mom and a wife around my house. After taking my leg, everything turned out the way I had expected it. Let's just put it that way. I would tell you my life was definitely better after the surgery um, compared to the five years of surgeries prior to amputation. But what we talk about a lot when I talk to groups Is, you know, a lot of people that go through amputation, their friends, their family, everybody gets very anxious and nervous about the actual amputation or for some of you waking up from an accident and your support team, your family, your friends, the people around you saw that you had an amputation based on the accident and you haven't woken up from medically induced comas or whatever, to actually see that you are an amputee. And yes, that would be devastating. Uh, It was hard enough going in, choosing it, and praying to God I wasn't wrong about choosing this lifestyle because it is truly a lifestyle. But when people think about that, if if and when, I should say just when, when you get a grip on the fact that you are now an amputee, And you start to do a little research on the amputee world, you'll realize there are lots and lots of amputees in the world and lots of very productive, successful amputees. And success is, you know, measured differently by everyone. I talked about my success is achieving the goals that I've set. And last week, my call to action to you was set some goals to achieve. Make them hard enough to work towards so that you feel excited when you actually do achieve them. Not too easy, not too hard and keep setting those goals and those that are met you will feel the success of being and um, appreciating your new lifestyle. But what people don't talk about And what a lot of people don't get, especially people that don't really have a choice and are having to amputate, especially lower limb. And like I said, I usually speak only to my situation, which is lower limb. I don't know anything about upper limb and I would never even try to understand it. But I do understand what I've gone through and that is an above knee amputation. What they don't understand is that when you actually get over the emotional and mental stressors of not having a leg anymore, there's now a whole new life you have to get used to. And and I'm talking about the simplest things like the first couple months when you're healing and you're walking around with crutches or in a wheelchair if you're not strong enough for crutches or if you're kind of klutzy and you struggle with maneuvering on crutches without hurting yourself. And I will tell you a true story. I'm very good on crutches. I spent five years prior to my amputation on crutches, wheelchairs, walkers, crutches, you name it, I have it. I could open up my own medical facility here for anybody that wants to rent medical equipment. But, and I was always strong. I mean, I hurt myself in karate, so I was already strong. Um, And I kept that going. But What they don't tell you is, you know, they they'll say, get rid of rugs and stuff. The problem is, is when you have a big Labrador retriever who likes to sit on the floor when you're least expecting it, follow me through the house, see that I stop for a little bit, lay down. When you turn around to head back to the way you came and there is a dark furry creature, I had a chocolate lab who laid on the dark ground right behind my crutches, I turned around my crutches started to head forward one got caught on her my foot that i have without a amp- you know without my prosthetic got caught on her and i went w- way over my dog and what's really kind of frightening this was before i had a prosthetic on and i was healed up the staples were out what is really frightening is when you're still getting used to not having a leg, the first thing you do is you put out the leg you would have had to catch yourself from falling. Because of course, if there's no leg there, it didn't get caught on the dog, so it goes forward first. So guess what hits the ground first? You guessed it, the raw stump. That's what happened to me. I have never felt pain like that, and I have been through a lot. It was shooting pain. I swore that I had broken my femur. I was certain I'd broken my femur. And um, you know what? I got good strong bones, did not break my femur, Um, had a heck of an internal bruise happening, but didn't open anything up, didn't break anything. But I'll tell you what, that was painful. So it was really good to get the um, prosthetic on so I wouldn't do that again, because that is... That is probably one of the most dangerous things that you could do because a lot of people do have brittle bones. And when you land on, in here in Arizona, we have hard tile on cement because we don't do basements really, and there's very few. Um, And so you're hitting cement. There's no give like our houses back in the Midwest that have a wood floor and plywood down that have a little bit more give than cement. So that was my first experience with falling. And after that, I chose not to fall again. Um, but you know, you start going, okay, what are the things I'm going to have to get used to? You have to get used to using crutches. You have to get used to being in a a wheelchair or, um, whatever it takes for you to get through. If you use a walker, you got to be careful because you don't want it to go forward on you. But the problem with becoming an amputee is if you think that the amputation itself is the hardest hurdle you're going to come overcome then you are sadly mistaken and you have been wrongfully told. It is really the start of the hard journey after you heal, after you emotionally and mentally get your head around your new lifestyle. And now you have to heal your physical limb. You have to heal uh, your mental state, but then you get into let's get a prosthetic. And guess what? It is not what you think it is. Most people think they go to their prosthetist office, they get fitted for, you know, a lot of them will get casted, literally put casting material around your limb, pull it off, fill it with cement to create the mold that your leg goes in. Some people do digital, you know, they have the new digital framing. They'll do it for like my kids' Invisalign, they just took digital pictures and created the Invisalign without having them do like bite down into plaster. Well, no matter what way you do it, once you get that back and you try it on, it is the start of a whole nother journey. And it is incorporated with pains, physical pains, when it doesn't fit right, um, skin issues. Um, And if you struggle with skin issues or infections, you have to watch out for that. Then you have to, once you finally get a fit that fits, and not everybody's prosthetist is the right fit for them, literally. And so you have to make sure you're with the person that's listening to you, understands you, understands your goals, your dreams, your aspirations for the rest of your life. And then once you get the perfect prosthetist with the perfect fit, now, you get to relearn how to pick up a leg that feels like a thousand pounds because you have now been about two to three months without anything on that leg, minus your probably 10 to 15 pounds of leg that has been cut off. And if you're an above knee, and um, you get used to not having that excess weight before you get um, healed enough to put on a prosthetic. And not only do you get used to it, your muscles don't have to work. There's no hip muscles that need to pull anything through cause it's just hanging there. There is no quad muscle or hamstring or glute that is helping you push that leg through cause there's no leg. You're not pushing off the ground. There's nothing. So after a few months, it's amazing how much muscle is gone. So you start learning how to walk again. And just like a child, who's learning to walk, they have to crawl before they walk, and they have to walk before they can run. And that is the same thing with the prosthetic. You have to learn to get the fit right, put it on right, get comfortable in it. It's like a brand new pair of shoes. Then you have to get out there and start moving. And what I have heard, and it's been a while, I mean, I know it's only been five, almost five years, but you know, when you think about those times, I kind of always liken it to having kids. Like. You had the first one and the pregnancy itself is great. You have ups and downs, right? But then you go to give birth and it's like, oh my God, that is like the worst pain ever. But a couple of years later and you're ready to try again, you totally forget the pain and you only remember the joy right? Well, that is the same way here. You get your leg on and you think this is great. I have been waiting forever to get this cool leg and my neat design. And I created this socket. It's beautiful. I can't wait to show it off. And then you put it on and you forget how hard it is to actually walk when you have no muscle. And the next thing you know, just walking through your house is exhausting. And you think, oh my God, how am I ever going to get back to just walking like for for exercise or getting on a treadmill or doing anything like that because I'm exhausted just walking through my house. Then you get past that and you start building the muscle then you start to learn to climb stairs and go downstairs and that's a whole nother ball of wax and you learn how to handle ramps or um, curbs and getting up curbs and down curbs out in public and All those fun nuances where you know people are watching. So you're not only stressed because you're trying to figure things out with this new leg, you also know you're on display for the world to see. And for me, I hate that if I don't do something right because I always want to be good at what I do, especially in front of people. So you have all of that. And then just when you think things are going great, you've got your new fit, you've got a great prosthetist, you're at PT, you're walking, you're building up strength, you're building up confidence, guess what happens? Your leg starts to shrink and the next thing you know, you're going back to get refitted for a brand new socket. So it's like, I always say, it's like gym shoes. You know let's say you've broken in a pair of gym shoes you put lots and lots of miles on them then you run a marathon in them and they're now totally broken down well when you retrain for your next marathon and you get a new pair of shoes right you have to you have to rotate them just like you you rotate your tires when the tread is well here we are your prosthetic will stop fitting you correctly you'll put on different socks and layers to thicken it up so it doesn't just slide off of you your muscles are atrophying even though you're using them For me, I don't have a quad or a hamstring um, that's connected to anything. So I have a hard time building those muscles up. Not to mention the more you work at PT and move around your house like you haven't been for years because of all my injuries, I spent five years of doing not a lot of anything. Um, My steps were low. My activity was low, if anything, non-existent. And all that movement, I am now dropping weight. So if you can imagine, I was about 55 pounds heavier because I was sitting around for five years doing really nothing to build my metabolism up. So you're dropping weight, you're dropping muscle, you're atrophying those muscles, and your fluids that are in your leg from swelling from the surgery, especially after your first fit, are now being flushed out of your leg. The more you have your socket on and and you're moving, it's getting flushed out versus swollen. And you will go through sockets. If you've seen anything on any of my older posts or on Facebook, you'll see me sitting on the floor in front of like 14, 13 or 14 sockets. This is like socket number 16 and I haven't had a new socket since. I don't know, the ho- last year, the holidays. So, like, think about three years, 16 sockets. You know, that's how, how quickly I was going through sockets that didn't fit. And every time you put one on, even because, well, because they're all created, recreated over a new sized limb and the new shape of your limb, which it does change shape through all that. Um, when you lose weight and you also atrophy, your muscle tone changes and your limb, the the feeling of your limb and where skin lies is totally different every, every time you get fitted. So you get a brand new, for my guy, brand new casting, brand new fill of that, brand new uh, check socket. And then the next thing you know, you're trying on a brand new pair of shoes, so to speak. And you have to break it in. And You know, at first it's exciting because you get so frustrated that you were doing really well and now it doesn't fit. Then you get a new one and it fits really well again. But after about the first three or four, you stop getting excited about the new one and go, okay, here we go again. All right, I got to go through the process of going in, getting measurements, getting the, um, the, the sizing of it done. In my case, casting. Then wait for the check socket to come back. Then we play with the, the diagonal. So if, you, if you're if you watching this, you can see that where my leg goes in, a, a process depending on where your hip lies, can pull your mechanical leg forward in your socket, behind in your socket. You'll see some that are really out to the left because their hips are wider. And so you have to play with that. Then you play with how the, the foot lies and you go and you try it out. And it got to the point where after about, six or seven, it would get so frustrating because each one of those is a stop back into the office and then about an hour or two, try it on, walk around in it, check this out, check this out, make some tweaks, try it back on again, do it again, walk around the neighborhood or the parking lot there, walk in the, the parallel bars in the office, make some more adjustments, get some things done with it until the check socket fits good. Then you go back and then you give it to them You go back to your old socket, which remember doesn't fit, but you have to wear it because now they're going to make from that check socket your brand new socket. So then you go into waiting for that to be recreated, molded. Then you give your guy your paint color, the wrap you want, a t-shirt to put on and make that your, your design. Or in my case, I used auto body paints for cars and, um, my little Cricut machine here and made decals of things that are important to me and sayings that keep me motivated. Then you go back and you try on that one and make sure nothing got changed in the production of the socket and inevitably something has. So then they have to buff things out and they have to bend the mold a little bit and tweak this, tweak that, and you try it out. And then when you take that one home, you give it about a week. Because I'd come home and my husband would tell me, remember, it's about a week of yuck. It doesn't fit right. It doesn't feel right. It, it, it hurts. You're rubbing raw. I have right now, I've had this one forever. And for some reason, I now have a raw mark on my backside of my leg. Right where the socket edging of the liner is. I don't know what happened while I was on vacation last weekend. But I've got a nice, about an inch of a raw mark that just, it keeps hitting over and over again. And every day it's raw. I put a little salve on it at night, sleep, put it back on, do it all over again until it toughens up. So that is the process of being an amputee. It is not a joyful ride. And the moment you finally get things heading forward, you take a few steps back. And that was the reality that I really wanted to talk about last week when I talked about how do you find success through trials? The reason being is the amputation isn't the trial, that is just the tip of the iceberg. It is now the next two to three, maybe even four years of all those changes happening depending on your body, depending on your wound, depending on why you became an amputee And I know several people that had really bad motorcycle accidents that not only lost their leg, but broke their other leg, broke shoulders and stuff. So they lost more muscle mass because they couldn't use crutches or walkers to get around and their other leg had to heal. And so you now have all these other things that get thrown in the mix of being an amputee. And I can tell you right now that it's slow and steady wins this race. It is a, as I've told a lot of people I've talked to, it's a marathon. It is not a sprint. You're not sprinting to the best fitting prosthetic and then you're done. No, you can sprint to that first one, but I guarantee it's going to be first of many over the first couple of years. And then you'll slow down. Like for me, like I said, I haven't had a new prosthetic for probably eight or nine months. And I'm happy because I'm finally at a point where it's not every two months, I'm already complaining that it's not fitting. I mean, it really stinks when it takes a a couple of weeks to get it a new one made. And then in less than eight weeks, you notice that you have the worst fit ever because of the changes. And that's just, that is the, the cycle. And for some insurance companies, you have to wait two to three months. It doesn't matter about anything else. A lot of them won't let you get a new, new socket or have them pay for a new socket for three months. Well, I can tell you right now that there were times when it was four or five weeks and I was out of my socket I was in. And luckily my prosth- my prosthetist was amazing and he would start working on fitting me with a new one and we would work with what we could when we, we had the time and we could finagle me paying some of the money or whatever. But it is quite a journey. And so when I when I talk about the title of this podcast, say so you're an amputee, now what? Well, now is when you build your character. Now is when you find out what you're made of and where you're lacking because that's where you're going to have to build up your mindset, your attitude, your character, your grit because it is not an easy journey. And even when it looks easy to some people, be careful because even the people that make it look easy have bad days. Not to mention, we all have other things that happen in our life. You might be able to hear my dog right now. Um, normally I make her out of the room, but she's old and she is now struggling with her, um, her airway. And so I'm like, you know what, she's in here and I'm going to have her a part of this podcast. You can hear her in the background. That's my, my 13 year old pup. And, um, I'm really struggling with that because, of course, I know what's coming. And so, you know, we we not only have to deal with this stuff, we still have all of our day-to-day issues with relationships, jobs, um, spouses and children and our own parents getting older, um, our pets getting older, our pets needing us, um, you know, just the basic stuff. Some of it's moving or uh, a change of friendships change of your support system. And I really hope you all have a great support system. But the reality is sometimes it's our pets that are our best support system. I'm home right now and I've been home just so I could spend these these days with her. And my little, other little one is over here sitting on the chair next to me and she's only two. And um, we are just chilling and hanging together because they've always been there for me through every surgery. My dogs would sit with me on my bed, they're both Chihuahuas, and they would come and jump on the bed and and cuddle with me and you know what, for those of you that have pets for therapy or pets that are your support system and you rely on them heavily, you understand. Um, You know, I don't know if I could live without dogs in my life or my horse and um, those are the moments where I can be me, I can be quiet and still. and loved all the same, no matter what. So you're now an amputee. You're going through these things without being Debbie Downer. I will tell you anything is possible. You can do anything, but I will tell you also that I would tell you 90% of it is your mindset and your attitude. If you think that complaining to everybody you meet and telling them the woes of your story are going to help you survive this, then you are dead wrong. You can talk about it, but that's not going to change your circumstances. Um, I, one of the best things that I got advice from was um, an at-home PT right after I got out of surgery and they came for the first two weeks or whatever while I was just you know trying to stay away from having infections and just being calm at home. The PT that I had said, you know what, if you can do anything, don't talk about the phantom pains because the more you talk about them, the more power you give them. Now, of course, I do talk about them occasionally, um, but that was probably some of the best advice I got. And I took that to the nth degree because I don't talk about my fitting being horrible or that wound on the backside of my leg that hurts. I will bring it up at the end of the night and go, woo, that shower, the hot water was burning it and I'll put some salve on it and I'm done with it. But I made sure that I just didn't talk about those things to everybody. I will communicate with my husband or my kids if I'm having a bad day and it's because of extreme phantom pain or a bad fitting socket at the time because I'm outgrowing it Um, but I don't dwell on it. I only speak it to make sure everybody understands my mood and why I might be out of sorts or quiet or needing to find uh, quiet time away from everybody because sometimes you just have to deal with the, the quiet demons in your head that want to just take you down. And that is a dangerous place to dwell. That's why I always say that I use a lot of distractions to get away from my own mindset, my thoughts. Um, your thought, your brain is so, so powerful that it will believe whatever you're telling it. And in the quiet of the night, when you know you could have a spouse right next to you sleeping, you are extremely alone with your thoughts and how you are handling. The pain you might be feeling at the end of the day and usually that's when mine are the worst because it is dark it's quiet and there's nothing to distract me and my leg is off and usually that's when all those phantom sensations and pains will flood to my non-existent foot and then I have to just toss and turn a little bit to get myself comfortable in bed and press on the right pressure points on my actual limb to avoid feeling it so I can fall asleep. So, you know, there's a fine line between talking about it, harping on it and making everybody feel sorry for you because you feel sorry for you and deciding, you know what? Okay, this is my life now. This is what I need to deal with. I'm going to deal with it. I'm not going to just sit there and and beg for attention that's out of negative things like, oh, poor me. Look at me. I'm hurt. I'm incapable. When you start acting that way and talking inside your head that way, that is the kind of person you become and you won't find success through that. But as an amputee, I can tell you that no matter what, if you can tell yourself, I've got these goals set. This is what I want to do with my life. I know there's no turning back time. This is where I'm at. This is who I am now. What can I do? Then you go, okay, how do I cope? when these moments arise that are really hard on me and that's that's what makes you and that is character building in itself but it will also prepare you for the next onslaught of change of um, your socket or a different leg if you're having to get a different leg or foot and the change is really weird Um, it'll be what helps you survive the next round of phantom pain and for me i have phantom sensation 24/7 but phantom pain i will get abrupt moments i've had four bad episodes in the four years and they are intense they don't let me sleep they don't let me sit they don't let me stand i can't do anything and it is maddening especially when you lack sleep right and so The first time, I didn't know how to handle it. The second time, I was scared to death and I thought it will never end. By the third time, I started being able to tell myself, you remember the other two, it only lasted about four days. You're day three into this. Come on, you got this. It's going to go away any minute now. And as quick as it comes on, all of a sudden you go, oh, wait, I don't feel that anymore. And it's gone until the next time is what I say. And I am more capable of handling it because I know that there is an ending point every time. So four times out of four, I've been three to four days of really bad pain and then it's gone. Just as fast as it came, it's gone. So what do you do now? The call to action this week, you know, I'm not sure that it's really an easy call to action. It's not a step-by-step, but it is about positive mindset and feeding your brain the positive things. Now that you're an amputee, I want you to have a reality check, a gut check. This is when you fight for the life you want. This is when you fight for the quality of life you want. So fight because you are a warrior. And the only way you become a warrior is by being knocked down and, and things trying to take you out of life and coming back with a vengeance, rising back up every time you fall. And that's what makes a warrior. A warrior is not made just because they said, I'm a warrior. A warrior is made because you've had battles and you've come out the other side better for it, stronger for it, and more alert and ready to take the next battle. And so that is the warrior I want you to find in you because it's there. Trust me, it is there. You may not know it now, but as you battle each And every stage of this, you are becoming stronger and more resilient. And when you start doing that, you can start changing your dynamics in your head mindset to being a positive one, saying, I got this, I've got this. And that's when you really start to enjoy life again, is when you start finding those battles that you're winning. So how do you start winning? Positive mindset, positive self-talk, stay away from the negative and stay away from the people that aren't helping you push yourself forward, but would rather see you helpless. Okay, you are not helpless. And the more you treat yourself as a helpless victim of this situation, the less success you're going to see in your life. And I will tell you right now that the goals that I set my first year shoved me forward. And pushed me to a position where I went, I can do this. And then it didn't become, oh my gosh, how will I handle blank? How will I travel again? How will I do this again? I am just doing it now. And when I'm doing my life like I remember always doing my life, I don't see this leg anymore as a mechanical leg or a missing leg or a handicap. I'm just me. This is me. And I'm living my best life. Yes, I have bad days. Yes, I have bad moments. Yes, I get stressed out. I'm stressed by my dog right now. But that doesn't mean I stop living. I'm just enjoying my life. And I'm telling you, as an amputee, you can too. This is not the end of your life. It is the start of a brand new journey, a brand new life that can be just as fulfilling, if not more fulfilling. So embrace this. But no, it is not an easy win. You have to fight for what you want. So set those goals. Change your mindset. Find the positive. Keep moving forward. Baby steps count. And remember, you only grow when you get pushed back. And then you have to push yourself back into the forward position again. Yeah, the two steps forward, three steps back. That's going to happen. Know that. Nobody goes unscathed. Even if you think the first couple years are a lot easier than you thought, something will come along and wham, you're going to get hit with something and everyone has to fight that battle at some point in time. Those that have to fight it earlier are more prepared later on. And those that have to wait for that first battle, you'll get there. So just stay positive. I know you can do it. You're warriors. So unleash that warrior within you. Get out there, fight the battles, rise up and enjoy your new life. I know you can. And as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.